Recorded in Seattle, Washington, it's an earful in the Emerald City. Hold on to your butt. Where local and national gossip is twisted with comedy. Starring two typical guys who hold nothing back. What the hell is so great about that? To make your jaws sore. Oh, that's nasty. Get your mind out of the gutter and give it up. Hey, what's happening, freaks? Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, glad you're with us. Um, it's me, Slim, here. I am uh, actually flying solo, flying solo for the evening, you guys. We we had a, we had some scheduling issues, um, couldn't quite pull it together in enough time, but uh, do have a couple of episodes scheduled for this weekend, guys, so... Uh, we'll be getting it going here. My apologies. So I figured, you know, I'd do a little shorty for you guys, throw a little in-betweener at you here. We'll technically call it episode 79, but um, yeah, a little uh, in-between episode here. Uh, I got a couple things I wanted to talk about and figured I'd just do a little ranting, you know, because I got some shit I want to get off my chest and I get these guests on here and they're comedians, they're funny guys and uh, they're very liberal and, you know, I'll talk politics with them and get into some of my contrarian views and their eyes just completely glazed over you know these guys they they don't know what to say so i gotta get this shit out of me when i'm flying solo and i figured this was a good episode uh to do it actually so um but yeah coming at you guys just me here Uh, a couple things i wanted to discuss we're in the week after memorial day here just had the three-day weekend uh still trying to catch up at work here um yeah so uh big big holiday memorial day um very un- underrated and underappreciated holiday if you ask me i mean i i'd say a certain percentage of the american population doesn't even know what memorial day is for it, i'm gonna say 20 percent of the american population doesn't even know what the memorial day holiday is about so uh it's a big it's a big holiday for me though. It's become much more important uh to me as I've kind of got older here. You know, I've never been in the service or anything like that, but uh I I read history and I listen to history podcasts, hardcore history and just how vivid he is when he's telling these stories. It just paints a picture for you in your head of just how horrifying these situations must have been to be a part of. Just just horrifying. I mean, the Western Front in World War One is that that's hell on earth. That's the worst place in the world, basically, that you could be is on the Western Front. I mean, I went to I went to a service. There's this funeral home down the road for me. I do a service every year. Um, just a little Memorial Day service. And I actually heard they did a, a flyby last year. I heard they did a, fly, a flyby from somebody else. I didn't hear, but so I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta make that happen." Uh, that was a big bummer. Set my hopes a little too high there. Uh, hope you guys appreciated the pun. Um, yeah, I went to the service there, and you know, I was talking to some people, a couple speeches. It was fine. 
Um, good, good stuff. They uh, they did a couple things. They had the bagpipers playing, which was pretty cool. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, a lot of those guys are getting uh, lung diseases from playing those disgusting and disease and germ ridden bagpipes. But uh, you got to appreciate the guys who can put on the kilt, though. That's for sure. But so they were playing. Uh, they had, they released the doves. The doves flew around, and. I I don't I don't I'm not sure if the doves were uh, were they supposed to come back I don't I don't know how that thing kind of thing works are they, are they just wild doves now in the Lake City area I, I don't get it they did a couple loops back and forth and I thought they were coming back you know I thought they were going to get a cracker or something for making the journey and uh, didn't see him again guys more lost heroes I guess but they even had a they even had a mini cannon there. They even had a little mini cannon they fired off. And, you know, I got to tell you, with the average age of people there being about, uh, I'm going to say 62. I'm going to say about 62, 63 years old. Little heads up would have been nice on the fire cannon, the cannon firing there. Just blasted off for nothing. The, the guy next to me is probably almost 70 years old, you know, old war vet. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised he was startled to hell. Surprised he didn't have flashbacks and PTSD start flaring up. I mean, t- Jesus, guys, what are you, what are you trying to build your business through new clients here? God damn, give a l- little bit of a heads up, fuck. But so they did a pretty, you know, good little, good little reception there. And uh, I was talking around, just chatting with people, just wanted to see what's up, and you know, interesting guys from interesting places, and fun to kind of see what's going on with them. Ended up talking to this guy. There was one guy there. He um, he was a World War II veteran. A World War II veteran, you guys. I got to shake the hand of a man who fought at the Battle of the Bulge. I mean, he's, he's just a person. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's a good person. He's a great person. He's just a person. But just being able to say that about somebody is just so incredible to me. I I don't know why. I just, I have a certain affinity for history, but, uh, so I did some chat with him and, uh, luckily for you guys, actually, he's, uh, he's going to get on the podcast here. We're going to, we're going to get him on the blower. So, uh, be looking forward to that. I got that one scheduled for this weekend. So that should be a good one. Um, yeah, that was a fun time, but like I said, you know, just a underappreciated holiday. I mean, I think, I think we all just need to remember that, um, a lot of people had to pay the heaviest price to have this country retain the great freedoms that we enjoy. A lot of them did. And not only did a lot of them pay the price, a lot of them did it not on their own accord. Okay, they were drafted into it. They didn't have a choice. They felt, well, you know, I guess I got to do something here and I don't want to go to jail, so I guess we'll do it. And again, end up paying the ultimate price. So... um Say what you want about war, you know. I, uh, everybody listening to this podcast know I'm pretty anti-war. Uh, I say pretty, I'm very anti-war. Um, some of those guys, they're there just trying to do the best they can and, you know, just showing up and doing their job and taking orders and trying to be the best they could be. So, uh, you know, give them, give them a lot of credit. There's some, there's some women out there d- doing it as well, too. So there's definitely is. So, uh, 
yeah, just a just an important holiday. So I figured I'd pay my respects there, and it was a good time. And like I said, we'll have a um, we'll have another episode uh, kind of branching off from that uh, for you guys coming up. So uh, stick around for that one. Um, some other things I wanted to get into. Some other just some political stuff that's going on uh, right now. It's t- it's Thursday when we're recording this, and um, earlier today, President Trump announced that he um, is pulling the U.S out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Pulling the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Agreement. This is a very, very tricky subject, you guys, and I wanted to cover it here just for a few minutes, just to maybe kind of give you guys a a little bit of a perspective that you might not have uh, thought about this situation right off the bat. Um, Surprisingly, not a lot of talk about this in my own uh, bubble, in my own echo chamber, you know, in my social circle, not a lot of people really discussing it, which is kind of a surprise to me. I mean, people are pretty passionate about this one to the very end. So uh, I'm just kind of shocked that no one's bringing it up too much. But uh, it seems like it seems like everybody, I don't want to say across the board, but it seems like the vast majority are looking at this as a not only a huge mistake, but as a sign of our country's impending doom. And I just got to say that, you know, being so pessimistic all the time is not good for anybody, you guys. I mean, these guys, they literally make it sound like we're going to world's going to turn into a hot fiery ball of flames just because we're out of this agreement now i I mean it's insane but what you got to understand too is that agreements like this yes our country is the second largest carbon emitters in the world behind only china which is far and away in front of us but agreements like this disproportionately affect the u.s and what happens when you have an agreement like this and you have a global governing system that is making rules, uh, what they do is they tend to make rules not necessarily from the perspective of what's in an individual country's best interest. It's more what's in everybody's best interest. And to a certain extent, I guess to try to combat this problem, uh, you, you do need a certain amount of that mentality. But at the same time, do we really want some unelected, a global official telling us how often we get to use electricity and how much far we get to drive our cars and what the price of whatever and what kind of energy we want to have? I mean... It's it's just it doesn't really make sense to me. I, I don't see much of a benefit for us. And just because we're out of this agreement, it doesn't mean we can't try to cut our carbon emissions or lower our footprint. It, it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that we've decided that that's not a direction that we need to go anymore. It's just simply a situation that maybe this isn't the best way to go about that process. And me personally, this is just my opinion, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is. What do, what kind of reassurance do we have that if we get on this agreement, we sign up, we're there 197 countries or whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. 
Only the other two that are not on there, and they're that's Syria and Nicaragua. What, what uh, kind of, what kind of um, insurance do we have that, or uh, assurance, I should say, that the government has any capability of all of solving this problem for us? What, what, do we, what do we have? What kind of agreement do we have? We have nothing. We got to go on their hopes and dreams, which, you know, we've seen where that's got a lot of people these days. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to hand more power, more of our money, more control over to the government. And this is why typically, I mean, Trump's obviously breaking the mold here, but this is why governments always approve of this liberal, progressive uh, mentality, anything that goes along those lines because it's more control for them. They get to dictate how we act, what we do, how we do it, and that's what they want. They want to control all aspects of our lives. And I don't think we need that, you guys. And I don't think, again, that this is even the best solution to this problem. I don't even think, again, these guys, they have, there's no guarantee that they know what they're they're doing. I mean, these guys are a bunch of idiot, fucking idiots. These guys screw it up all the time. So we have no... Uh, assurance that they're going to get this thing right once and for all and i think if we really do want to solve this problem i think we have a lot better shot of finding a solution just letting the free market and more importantly the people themselves try to solve this solution try to solve this problem because it needs to be done on a micro level you know every individual needs to take responsibility and the problem again when we hand over this this power to the back to the government which again they're gonna government's always gonna grab for as much power as they can get you guys that's how government works it wants to be as big of an entity as possible so it can have more money more resources more people and more power and again you know we don't have any we don't have any assurance that this is going to work at all. We just want to hand over power to the government and say, oh, yeah, you guys, here, fix. We got a problem here. You guys, so you guys fix it. Here, take some money and, uh, yeah, do what you do. Um, I don't want my everyday life being changed at all. But here, take some money and, yeah, you guys will figure it out, right? No, and, and that's bullshit, okay? That's bullshit, you guys. That's not how we're going to solve problems. If you If we're serious about doing something like this, then we as individuals need to make changes in our everyday life because at the end of the day we're the ones consuming all uh, of this carbon all of these fossil fuels we're the ones consuming all these so at the end of the day it's on us to change our ways not the government it's on us and you know and this whole you know to have the government fix it is just a way of people not having to change their own lives to make any sacrifices and to not take any personal responsibility and that's not what this country is about this country is about individualism and it's all about taking responsibility for your situation and we if we want to band together and do this i think we're much better off letting the private sector letting the free market and more importantly letting the people and the culture and how we feel about the world dictate and try to solve this problem because you know the government there's no chance it's a it's a coin flip with these guys at best it's a coin flip and we don't need to be giving them more money okay this is not it you know let's step up to the plate if we want to make real change here if we want to solve this let's 
do it on our own. Let's do it as individuals. Again, just because we're out of the agreement, it doesn't mean that we're just going to start burning coal to power our fucking TVs, you guys. All right. It, it doesn't mean any of that. It, it just means that eh, maybe your agreement uh, isn't really suited for our country. And you look at the contributions that we were making. China's number one. Uh, China's number one carbon emitter in the world. You you look at them. They're not even on the top ten of countries contributing to this Paris Agreement. Okay, contributing funds, contributing resources. They're not even in the top ten. We're number one, obviously, because we're always the ones that have to foot the bill. It's just how it always goes with whatever it is. It doesn't matter. They're not even in the top 10. Okay, so what kind of commitment are these guys making? I, I mean, you know, again, we got we to gotta count on 197 other countries to keep their promise and to keep up to their accord, their part of the accord, you know, and keep things equal with them. No, we don't want to be equal with them. We're going to do it better than these guys, and we're going to do it quicker, and we're going to do it in a more efficient manner. All right? Just as long as we just let the people decide. I mean, the public opinion has come to has reached a uh, agreement when it comes to climate change, not a Paris climate agreement, but uh, they've reached an agreement as far as the uh, mentality and the thought process as far as global warming goes, and we've decided that it's something that we need to take care of. Uh, the question is here is how are we going to take care of it? Are we going to ask the government to take care of it, or are we going to try to solve this problem for ourselves as individuals? Uh, who's willing to make that sacrifice, guys? Oh, yeah, and that's the problem is people, you know, they don't appreciate how good they got it and they don't want to make any sacrifices either, you know. They already think their life is rough enough when life has never been easier before. It literally has never been easier, even with all the bullshit we got going on. It's never been any easier, so. And the thing is, too, what gets me about this whole debate, too, is these people who, these naysayers are saying, oh, this is this is terrible. This is the worst decision ever. Dan Rather, this is the worst presidential decision ever, blah, blah, blah. Do, do, you guys, do you guys not even realize how much better your lives are because we burn fossil fuels and emit a ton of carbon into the atmosphere? Do you guys, I don't understand how you guys completely discount how much greater our lives are because of this. I don't understand. It's like you guys it's like you guys think we can just stop burning and stop emitting and yet live the exact same life that we live right now. And that's not how it works. I mean, you look at history and there is a direct correlation with carbon emissions put into the atmosphere and a and technology and technology in general. The more carbon emissions a country has, the better technology that they have. In, within their culture, I mean, that, it's just a fact. That's how the that's how the chart goes. And to completely discount that is just so insane to me. You know, like to to potentially sacrifice jobs, to potentially cost American taxpayers more on their inter, not only in their energy bill but on taxes as well. It, just to completely discount that and just say, oh yeah, we got to emit less carbon. That's not it's nonsense, and it shows that you're only looking at this issue from one side of the coin. Yeah, we got all kinds of bubbles out there right now. You look around. But I think I think possibly the biggest bubble of them all is the bubble right now we have in ungratefulness. 
I mean, you look around and it is everywhere. People just have no clue how good they've got it. No clue how good they've got it. I'm uh, I'm a little I'm a little flustered almost for this to be recording. To be honest, to you guys, a little excited because I watched a clip earlier um, from Shannon Sharp, uh, FS1, whatever that show is. I don't even know what that show with him and the white guy who's really annoying. But I was watching a clip and Shannon Sharp had the audacity to say that the toughest job in America is being black. I I threw my phone in the air, you guys, when I when I heard that. I, I threw luckily I was so startled that it almost touched the ceiling, so I had plenty of time to catch it before it came down. I couldn't fucking believe it. Are you kidding me? I mean, what what better country is there to be a black person, Shannon? Tell me tell me one tell me one country that's better or easier to be a black person in. Tell me. I, I'm I'm curious. I mean, how how could you misunderstand the situation so much? What are you going to say uh in, in somewhere in Africa? Uh, really? You want an Ivory Coast? Uh, hmm. South Sudan? Uh, the Congo? Uh, man. I mean, I, I can't, it's, it's shocking to me that somebody who has achieved so much and gotten so much from this country because of his natural talent, and I'm sure he's got a great work ethic. Okay. I won't take that from the guy. I'm sure he has busted his ass for decades now. But just to hear him be, again, so ingrateful for what this country has done for him is just completely shocking to me. Completely shocking. The toughest job in America. You, you, you think that's the toughest job in America? Really? Have you heard of the company Bite Squad? Um, I, I don't know, Shannon. I, I don't know. Is your job tough? You go get dressed up in a nice suit, put makeup on you, and then you talk about how racist this country is for an hour. Uh, I mean, is that a, is that a tough job? It, 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 I guess the black part might be tough. I, I, I guess it's tough. I mean, you still live in a nice house, don't you? I'm guessing he probably does. Probably, probably nicer than my one bedroom, but, uh, well, you know, I, but you know, hey, he, he, you know what? That's insensitive. Okay, I'm sure Shannon has it very tough. I'm sure he had to buy the base model Bugatti. You know, he he, he didn't get all the upgrades. Okay, he, he's he's not doing whatever he wants. But uh, God, yeah, just keep fighting, Shannon. Though, maybe one of these days you'll get ahead in this country. Who knows? I mean. Oh God. And it's, it, not only is it untrue, but it, it's just, it's such a, it's such a terrible message to put out to the world. It's such a terrible message. Like I just can't understand these people who want to paint this country as the most horrible place in the world. Like the most horrible, the most racist, the most Islamophobic, the most intolerant. Uh, these people that want to just paint this like that. I'm, I'm just like, have you ever been to the Middle East? Do you ever go to Turkey? Uh, do you know anything about Bulgaria? 
I mean, it, it's it's insane to me, you guys. And again, what a terrible message to put out in the world. What a terrible message for young black kids who are struggling with their situation, with their life. Teenagers struggle. You know, that's just part of growing up. What a terrible message to send to them. Um, yeah, hey, guys. Uh, this is America. This is the greatest country in the world. But you're going to have the toughest job that... 320 million people have to face just because of the color of your skin. Uh, good luck, guys. Good luck. Uh, make sure you do homework. Make sure you get that homework done. Oh, boy. It's... Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously... I'm getting a little fired up here. Again, thinking about it, you guys. But I mean, you want to talk about the toughest job? I don't know if you guys listened to the last week's episode. Uh, being the 45, 50 year old fat white male who's still running the cash register at, at the local fast food chain, I'd say that's probably a pretty tough job too. You guys, <laughs> I think that one's probably pretty tough too. Uh, not, not cause, not cause those computer systems are hard to figure out. No, no, it's, uh, it's the look of shame on your face that you have to, show people of the world as they see you and as they uh interact with you in a day's time that but then again i don't know but then again that shannon sharp gig seems pretty tough though too never mind i mean those suits are nice but oh god speaking of ingrates here um one last thing i want to talk about here before we get done Back in the news again. She stayed away for a little, a little while, but uh, we knew anyway we'd hear that hen clucking here eventually. Hillary Clinton is back in the news right now. People talking about her. I don't know if you guys saw this. She did a commencement speech at um, well, I think it's I believe it's pronounced Wellesley University. Um, it's a place where it's her alma mater. So she graduated there. They called her back. She, um, she was doing the commencement speech and first off, uh, she just, you know, she got completely political on it. She, uh, she coughed her way through just a, unbelievably pompous speech unbelievably pompous i mean she got political and not only did she get political she brought up trump basically like three different times during her speech i mean it was insane you guys it was insane you guys and she did the classic hillary clinton move too where you accuse somebody else of doing the same exact thing that you've been accused for accused Trump of obstruction of justice when the investigation is still ongoing and they haven't proved anything accused him of that on stage. You guys, it was, that was shocking. That was almost not as shocking as Shannon Sharp's statement, but very close though. In, incredibly close, incredibly close. I mean, it was just, the projection from her again, you know, it's like, she just, it's the, it's the constant Clinton move. It's like when I get in a fight with my mom about something and I complain to her about anything, 
she'll immediately bring up the time that I did something kind of similar to what I'm complaining about her for, even if it happened like eight years ago. And it's just like, well, um, well, okay, that might have, but can we, can we focus on what's going on right here though? Let's stick to the issue here. And, you know, I, I won't talk about this too much more, you guys, because it's making me kind of want to vomit as I speak of it. But uh, check it out for yourselves, you guys. You know, maybe not check out the whole thing, but uh, just get a couple minutes of it and uh, just see the highlights and, you know, figure out for yourself uh, appropriate or inappropriate. Because uh, I'll tell you, if whether I voted for or not, if that was my graduation and she started getting political, I would have been pissed off, you guys. I would have been pissed off. I just got four years of liberal views, okay? I don't need more of that shit at the goddamn commencement speech, all right? Get your shit together, Hillary. And she fucking, and, and she, and she, cla- she coughed her way through half the goddamn thing. I mean, she coughed her way through it. How long has this woman been sick for? This is the longest illness in the history of mankind. She talked about needing a lozenge. And people started laughing. They're like, oh, that, oh, that Hillary. Oh, yeah, lozenge. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, she's just under a lot of pressure. She's really under a lot of pressure. And, uh, you know, she got that election stole from her. But, uh, you know, she's a, fi- she's a fighter. She's a, she's a real fighter. She is. I mean, oh, God, it was, it was kind of gross. But, and, uh, yeah, again, just, and back to the, uh, the, back to the ingrates, which is a serious problem we're dealing with right now. Speaking on some other commencement speeches, um, I saw there was Betsy Davos, and which the media has decided that she's a terrible person. Uh, it's it's really funny because they they want to celebrate women in politics. You know, Hillary Clinton's slogan was "I'm with her for God's sakes." I'm I'm with the one that has a vagina. That's that's my pick. That's where I'm going. And you know, they want to rally around that when it's on the liberal side. But the second you have conservative views or you have any Republican stances at all, they just vilify them. They're just the worst person ever. They're unqualified. They're unfit. All this stuff. It, and it's it's just so – it's such a stark contrast. It's sometimes it's kind of – it's almost a little shocking. But So there was her speech, though, and then there was Mike Pence's speech uh, where – Pence's speech, basically, a bunch of kids walked out during it, and Davos, I think a couple of people walked out, I think a, a good chunk of the class, uh, they stood up and turned their back on her, which, like, what are you, seven years old? You're gonna turn, you're gonna turn your back to her? You're gonna, you're gonna have your arms crossed and do that pouty face, too, while you do it? I mean, give me a fucking break, you snowflakes. How how dumb are you? How how stupid are you? I mean, oh, yeah, you guys are ready for the workforce. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah you guys will fit right in. You'll be great when you have a boss telling you to do shit that you don't want to do. Yeah, you'll, you'll be perfect for that. I mean, people are walking out at Pence's, like, and it's funny, too. Like, a couple of the, couple of the guys, like, real like, white dudes, super beta cucks, I'm guessing. And they, like, stood up, and they're, like, looking around, like, are you? Is it time? Are we going? Are we doing it now? Are we doing? Are we doing? And it was like a Mexican standoff for a minute, and then one, and then one person did it. One person actually had the courage to be the first person, and then the rest of them were just like blind sheep, and a bunch of people just followed them out there. Finally, once that first person made a move, and it's like even if you don't agree with the guy, you can't 
are you that much of a fucking baby that you can't sit and listen to what he has to say? Is that how protected you are? Is that how untouchable and pristine you have to stay? Is that you can't even listen to the guy talk? It's it's insanity to me. It's insanity. And it's like, what if your what if your family? I feel bad for your family. What if your family showed up? What if they flew from across the country to come see your graduation, see it happen, and then they get to watch you? walk out because you don't agree with the speaker's political views or the fact that he tr- was a pro conversion therapy. I mean just so much ingratefulness going around. You know, these people who want to make such a big deal, just listen to the guy talk, okay? You don't have to agree with every word he says or maybe maybe listen to him talk. And then maybe you can formulate a point or a counterpoint if you get the chance to maybe shake his hand and talk to him. I mean, you're just going to walk out like your parents. Oh, there's oh, there's little Noah. Oh, there's little Noah and Emma. Oh, there they go. Oh, this, oh, oh, um, uh, they must have to go to the bathroom. They must be just taking an early bathroom. Greg, don't worry, Aunt Sally. Don't. I'm sure nothing's going on. They're just oh, those other kids. Well, you know, they wanted those kids to drink a lot of water before the ceremony, I'm sure, just to make sure that they were well hydrated. I mean, what an embarrassment you are to your fucking family at that point. But they'll they'll be ready for the real world, though. Saddled with $80,000 in debt for a liberal arts degree. And virtually unemployable because... You can't even disagree with people's political views and sit in the same room as them. So that's a good one there. Um, Yeah, wow. This was definitely some ranting, you guys. Holy shit. Um, This has been cathartic, though. I'm not going to lie. I actually do feel a lot better. I literally, I'm not kidding you guys. I'm not exaggerating here. I threw my phone into the air in amazement when I heard Shannon Sharp say that. A black guy with a girl's name who is now rich, handsome, and famous and just talk about how awful this country is and how racist it is. I, oh boy. All right, yeah, we're, we're, I'm going to cut it off there, you guys. Like I said, this is going to be a shorty. Just wanted to get some things off my chest. Check out that check out that Clinton video, you guys, that you'll be shocked. And check out Shannon Sharp and, and let me know what you think. You know, maybe I'm off here. Maybe I'm missing the point. Uh, who knows? I, I could be wrong on this. Uh, let me know what you think, guys. At earful in e-city is where you can find us on twitter and emerald city podcast at gmail is where you guys can get a hold of us too listen guys like i said feel free let me know i mean give me your opinion i want to know what the people think here um check out that clinton video though check out the shannon sharp video both pretty good you can watch the pence in davos video whatever watch if you watch the pence one watch the beginning because like i said there's some guys who will stand up and there's there's again there's such betas that they're waiting for somebody else to make a move before they'll actually do it because they're just they're just sheep and they just go along with the crowd they don't have any independent thoughts they just uh do whatever seems cool and trendy and that's what they go with so but uh check that out check us out and like i said yeah look out for next week you guys uh i'm gonna be busy this weekend i'm gonna be making it happen for you guys so uh, we should have a lot coming at you next week uh check us out thank you again for listening you guys we appreciate it have a good weekend uh happy memorial day to all the veterans out there and we will talk with you guys next week